Testing, testing, one, two, three. It's me, bitches. <laughs> I'm back. Okay, I'm not going to say the B word because I know like when I talk to my friends, it's like an endearing thing, but I know some people might find that offensive. So I apologize. I'm already out the gate apologizing. <laughs> it's, today's going to be unhinged. It's also going to be short and sweet because we're back and we're just going to talk about random things because that's what this podcast is all about just me talking about nothing (laughs) talking about nothing um but I did make a little list okay because it's been a while and we have shit to talk about and I put out a story like not that long ago and um (laughs) sorry I just got a group chat text from freaking Lex and Juicy from season four (laughs) I shit you not this happened in real time and I'm cracking up Oh, shout out. Okay. Anyways, I put on my story. Um, I don't know when I did it. Maybe it was a couple weeks ago. And I was like, do you guys even really like my living room couch? Because I feel like it's just so fucking random and just weird and unhinged and all over the place. And everyone was like, yeah, that's why we like it. So I was like, okay, fuck. I guess um, I guess I'm going to keep doing it then. So also side note, if you follow me on Instagram, recently and you saw in my stories that I put like a little note to myself no cussing that doesn't apply to this podcast okay we're still gonna I'm still gonna have a sailor mouth in this podcast I'm gonna try to control it a little bit but there's still gonna be some f-bombs here and there just a little warning that that should does not apply to my living room couch absolutely not this is unfiltered as hell um so let's just start it out with what have I been up to a lot, you guys. Life has been crazy. Life has been weird. My life is like in shambles, but it's like a good thing, if that makes any sense at all. A lot of people have been asking. I think it died down once I like killed the rumor in our last episode of It's Tempting, but a lot of people thought I had a boyfriend. <laughs> that was wild. Everybody thought I was like in love. Everyone was like sliding in my DMs, Aaron's DMs. What's Casey up to? Her life is such a mystery. I don't think I've ever been a mystery in my life until recently. Everyone thought I was in love and everyone thought I had a boyfriend. You guys, I'm single as a fucking Pringle. This is the most single I've been in a minute. A minute. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually kind of enjoying it. I feel like very like healthy. I feel very like peaceful, healthy, just ready to be swept off my feet, if that makes any sense at all. But I've also been traveling a lot. That's kind of been my thing for 2023. I want to like do things. I want to go places. I want to plan shit. And I've, I've been doing it. I've been to Atlanta. I went to Scottsdale for Super Bowl weekend, which you guys, we're going to dive into Scottsdale. We're going to talk a little bit about that weekend. That, you guys, I... I am like a very happy medium where like 75% of me, like 75% of the time, I'm a homebody, okay? Like, ask anyone that really knows me. Like, I love being at home. I love, like, reading. I love being by myself. I love I love being alone. I really fucking do. But that 25% of me, like, when I go out, which is rare, but when I do, like, I go out, all out. And Scottsdale was, like, it was on a whole other level of what normal, my normal going out is like. We times that by like a million. Okay. Scottsdale was a shit show in the best possible way. So let me tell you some stories about Scottsdale. First off, 
we're already all over the place <laughs> but and i'm nervous again god damn I'm I why do I do this to myself? I always get nervous. I'm literally like at my desk alone and I'm nervous. I don't know why. My life. Before we get into Scottsdale, I kind of need to tell you what's going on with like my work situation. So, as some of you guys know, if you've been following me, listening to my podcast, whatever, I've always been in management, whether it used to be like retail management, I used to like open up gap stores, like brand new stores. Um I used to do like visual merchandising. And now for the past few years, my management has been like salons, med spas, cosmetic surgeons, stuff like that. So that is what I do. Patient care coordinating, shit like that. I love it. Actually, that's a lie. That's a blatant ass lie. Why did I just say that? I don't love it. Okay. I don't. And I'm starting to get to the point, you guys, well, not starting, it's been happening for a while where I'm very, very torn between like sticking with my nine to five and being like, like, this is what I need to do, you know, nine to five, get my retirement, get my shit in order and just do this nine to five thing forever, which I understand the fact that me even saying that I have other options is a privilege. Okay. I'm very, very aware of that. But I just, like I said, in my Menti B episode a while ago, I know that I have a potential that I'm just like not living up to and I have a platform that I'm not monetizing and it's just I'm in a a weird spot where it's like what do I do do I go for the stable route or do I go balls to the wall and invest into myself and that's where I'm really struggling because managing someone else's business it's like I'm killing it for these these people's businesses you know and they're making all the money and they're thriving and like their business is thriving because I'm putting all my work into it but I'm not getting any payback so I'm like starting to get to the point where it's like fuck like I need to be putting all that work into myself and things keep happening where it's just I feel like it's been a sign okay so that's kind of where I was at like before Scottsdale where I'm like I need to go balls to the wall into my content creation into podcasting period like this is what I need to be doing because I'm good at it and I've never gone balls to the wall And I need to see what happens if I do. And I also really struggle with imposter syndrome, which we're going to get into in a a little bit. So while this is happening, while I'm like dealing with this like nine to five situation, like what do I do? Like stick with the nine to five, go balls to the wall. I'm like debating this. Okay. It's been a thing. Also in between all of that, I'm starting to really fucking hate LA. Okay. And I've been pondering about moving for honestly, it feels like almost a year now. And I've been like researching like different places that I would want to live. So all this is going on. Nicole, she's also decided to go balls to the wall recently. Nicole from my season. And she is like doing the nomad life this year. So she like rented out her condo in Chicago. And she's in LA till at least the end of May. So while I'm going through all this, she comes out here and she's like, Casey, (laughs) <laughs> we had a really serious talk from Scott, so I'm not even gonna lie. We, we might have been drunk getting ready, but it was a serious ass conversation. She was like, Casey, if you would just be consistent and like really go all in on yourself, like you know that you would be successful. And she, she was even like, I think that's why you don't do it because you're scared of how like it's going to change your life in a way that shit's never going to be the same. And I was like, my dad says the same thing. Like if I really just did this and stayed consistent with it, it would be, yeah, like I know I would be successful. 
So that's where I was at, okay, before Scottsdale is me and Nicole, she moves out here. She's already doing the full-time content creation thing. She's killing it. She's like has all of her clients, her fitness clients. She's like really doing the thing. She moves out here. She, me and her have really good conversations and we go to Scottsdale, okay? (laughs) We were there Thursday and we drove up Thursday morning because it's really not that far from LA. A lot of people are like, oh my God, you drove there. It's, it's pretty easy like if you leave early in the morning and you like drive 80 the whole way it's like five five and a half hours it's really not bad like it's pretty easy drive so we drove up Thursday morning and got there like oh well actually we took a really long time because we like stopped this is a whole other side story (laughs) guys me and Nicole the weirdest shit happens to us we were we were also with our friend Sorme okay so the three of us we like drive but we had a lot of like errands to do and like we were getting on the road. It just it we wanted to leave at 9 a.m. so we could be there like early in the day because we were going to go to the Jason Aldean concert that night. But it just shit happens. OK, so it took us forever to get out of get out of L.A. While we're driving, we're like, let's stop in Palm Springs at this random casino um, to go pee because Sorme is like, let's not go to a gas station. Like, let's go to a nice bathroom in a casino. And I was like, OK that's a little weird, but all right. She's like, I do it all the time with my parents. I was like, okay, let's go. So we go to this casino, we go pee. We're walking back out to the car and like Nicole, just like uh, me and Sorme, like go and get in the car. And Nicole's just like in the freaking parking lot. Do you, by the way, so proud of myself. I just said freaking and not the f- bad word. <laughs> okay. But anyways, Nicole, she's like in the parking lot with her dog, Kobe, and she, some car is like pulled up next to her and it's a woman in the car and they're like talking. Okay. And like Nicole is kind of like me, like unless she really knows someone, she's more introverted. So she, to see her talking to like a random stranger like that in a freaking casino parking lot in Palm Springs. And they were like in an in-depth combo. I was like, okay, like I'm going to let her do her thing. Like, what the hell? So she comes back in. She's like, you guys, do you know who Frenchie is from Grace? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like the girl that does like, um, what is it? Beauty school dropout? Like that chick with the red hair? And she's like, yeah, like th- that. I just met her. That was her. She offered to give us a free room at um in this freaking casino because she like visits here all the time and blah 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 and she like showed me pictures with her and John Travolta I was like bitch you are joking and she's like no I'm dead serious I was like I don't believe you so I googled pictures of that actress and showed her because Nicole's one of those people where she'll like see famous people and she has no idea who the hell they are like she literally did not know like when that lady drove up to her the lady was like oh my god like your dog's so cute and you just have the best energy. Like, I just wanted to say hi. And like, and then she said the typical, like, she was like, do you know who I am? Because I think she's still living in her heyday. I mean, if I was Frenchie in Greece, I would still be saying that shit too. And Nicole, of course, was like, oh, no, like, no, nah, she had no freaking clue. And then that's how it all came up that she was Frenchie in Greece and blah, blah, blah. So I Google the pictures because I'm like, I do not believe her. I was like, you're joking. She had the pictures. She's like, yeah, that's the that her. I'm just having a whole conversation with her. So I was like, okay, that's, that's normal. So then we get back in the car and then we continue our drive. Okay. So like we get to Scottsdale Thursday night. We kept it. Actually, we did not. I keep lying. We did not keep it chill Thursday night. We made some food. We went to Walmart grocery shopped and then like made some food and then we got ready and like went out to a babes and ballers event which is um actually an awesome charity babes and ballers um it's a charity they work with a bunch of different charities and nicole and myself we go 
to their events all the time. We host their events and yeah, look into it. We've, we've tagged them in posts and stuff. So go check that charity out. But we had an event that night, um, in old town. So we went out that night. It was a great night. We didn't get drunk or anything though that night. I don't think it's really a blur. And then Friday was Friday waste management. I think so. That was freaking awesome. Like golf is my thing now. Okay. I never knew what I was missing out on. I'm obviously missing out on a lot. So everyone looked cute. The people were freaking awesome. Made so many memories. It was a great time. <laughs> it was just, I zero complaints. Okay. Great time. And then what happens? So Nicole and I had to go to the W. So this is where my whole imposter syndrome situation is going to come in. So Nicole and I got invited to go to the W for a few different events. And I, it didn't really hit me like what we were doing. <laughs> okay. I'm just like, okay, like, let's go and like have a good time. I'm just like oblivious. And before we go the first night, because the first night was Friday night. Was that Cardi B? Yeah, I think it was Friday night. It was Cardi B um, at the W. So we're getting ready to go. And that's when me and her kind of had our deep conversation about, Casey, you need to like cut the crap and just like go all in on yourself because we've been having this conversation for a while and it's just you got to do it. Like period, end of story. It's time. It's been time. <laughs> you got to go all in, you know, period. And then while we're having that conversation and getting ready, we had to go to this event. So we could bring all of our friends. They were actually Nicole's friends. Um, she invited them all to this thing. And we're there. And I'm starting to realize, like, I didn't know that we were, like, on, like, certain, like, lists and stuff. And I was like, dang, this is kind of cool. But it still didn't really hit me, okay? I'm still just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> and then... They have me like up at the front of the stage and I'm like recording Cardi B, okay, from like feet away. And I'm and I'm just like, it's still not really hitting me, you guys. <laughs> I'm literally just like still, it's still not hitting me. And the next day, all my like Cardi B videos got reposted by like one of her fan pages. It started going viral. At this point, still not hitting me, okay? I'm just like, oh yeah, this is great. This is fun. Then the next night we had to go to the Playboy party. By the way, I know this is like, this probably sounds really freaking idiotic <laughs> from anyone that doesn't. And like, I don't know, it probably sounds just like vapid. Is that the right word? That's kind of a big, and like, I don't know. That's kind of a big vocab word even for myself. What does vapid mean? Let's Google it. See, you guys, this is what I mean. Unhinged. Did I use it correctly? Vapid. V-A-P-I-D offering nothing that is stimulating or challenging yeah see this kind of sounds like um shallow everything I'm talking about but we're I'm gonna get to a point where it's all gonna tie together and be relatable I promise <laughs> so then it's the next night and we're going to the playboy party and again like we had to go like if we didn't go it would look bad because we had promised people that we're gonna show up by certain times and do like posts and like tag people and it was like a thing like I had we had to go so I'm at the Playboy thing and they like pull me and Nicole aside and they're like, okay, like you two are going to walk the carpet. We need to know how to spell your names. And it's still not like hitting me like what's happening. So we're like walking the red carpet and then we start getting interviewed by like Channel 12 News. Okay. And it's not even about Temptation Island. It's about like us and like what we're doing in Scottsdale and like our careers. And 
like what the future holds. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And so then we're taking pictures with like Playboy and then I'm filming Ludacris. Okay. Like I'm on the fucking stage with Ludacris. I'm filming him. Okay. And then that shit, Playboy reposted all my Ludacris videos. They reposted my shit. And at that point, it finally hit me that my imposter syndrome is a real thing because I'm like, I am literally doing the thing. I'm doing what I want to do. And I know to other people, maybe it sounds like shallow, vapid, whatever the word is, like going to Luda- to see Ludacris and Cardi B and like film and walk the red carpet and like be interviewed and like be myself. I know that may sound ridiculous to a lot of people, but for me, like that's what I love to do. Like I love meeting people. I love music. I love I love being interviewed. I love showing my personality. Um, and it all ties into what I want to do with my career with like content creation and podcasting. It's a really good way to network. And at that moment, it like hit me. I was like, I'm literally doing <laughs> what I said I want to do. And if for whatever reason, it's like not registering that this is actually my life. Like I feel like I'm a character. Like it, I can't explain it. It's almost like I feel like a character in someone else's life. And that night, Saturday night, it hit me that I was like, damn, like I'm fucking doing the thing. Like this isn't imposter syndrome. Like this is mine and Nicole's real life. Like we get asked to do these things. And like it's slowly but surely becoming my job. And like (laughs) I can't even explain it. It was a really cool realization. And I was like, fuck, now I really have to go balls to the wall because I got, I'm getting a dose of what it would be like to like have this as a full-time career, just like being in the music industry, networking, podcasting, hosting, TV personality. Like this is what I want to do. And I was fucking doing it all Scott's all week, all weekend in Scottsdale. My shit was getting reposted. I was meeting the craziest people. I'm not name dropping because that's fucking weird. Um, I will say though, if there's ever a country song out that's named, I'm not naming the person, but if there's ever a country song out that's named Tylenol and Water, I, me and my friends named that song. Okay. So look out for Tylenol and Water. But yeah, at the end of the day, you guys, imposter syndrome, I just feel like it can apply to everyone, no matter what you're doing in life. Like forget imposter syndrome. Okay. Cause that really has conquered a lot of my life. And I think it's really held me back. And in Scottsdale, it finally hit me like this isn't imposter syndrome anymore. This is my real life. You guys just, whatever you want to do, whatever your dream is, whether that's, you want to be like the best mom, whether you want to be like president of the PTA, whether you want to be a CEO of your company or a manager, wherever you're working or whatever you want to be, like the best teacher, if you want to like be the best real estate agent and win awards, whatever it applies to, fuck imposter syndrome, okay? Just start living your life as if you're that person already. I think I've talked about this before. You got to get a little delusional, okay? You got to get a little delusional and just whatever it is that your dream is, your dream life, your dream job, whatever it may be, start putting yourself in positions And just start living that life. And I promise one day you're going to have a moment like I did Saturday night in Scottsdale W Hotel where you're like doing the thing and you're like, holy shit, like this isn't a game anymore. Like this is this is real. This is happening. (laughs) Like this is my life. And this is pretty fucking dope. So that's my little two cents on imposter syndrome. And 
what else? I feel like I have so many funny stories from Scottsdale. But I also like the Super Bowl was good. I'm not going to lie. I I didn't have like a team that I was like super like die hard into. Um, but I was rooting for the Eagles, so that was kind of upsetting. <laughs> I was kind of pissed. I feel like I was one of the only girls in like all of fucking old town that was actually watching the Super Bowl. Like everyone else was just fucking, well, I was also really high, but I was really into it and no one else was paying attention. Rihanna, Rihanna. Yeah, it's Rihanna. That's how you're, how you're supposed to say it, I believe. Um, I loved her. Okay. I was a huge die. Well, I am a huge diehard fan of her, but her Super Bowl performance, like she kicked ass. Don't get me wrong. She sounds incredible live. I just didn't like the little white marshmallow people. You know, I didn't, I didn't like that. It was a little weird, a little weird for me. Um, what else about Scottsdale? Oh, me being single as a Pringle. So my mom, she's so freaking hilarious. We've talked about her and podcasts before, but she's so innocent. You guys, like when she knew I was going to Scottsdale for the whole weekend, she knew what a shit show was going to be. She was like, watch your drink, Casey. <laughs> like, mom, I do this regularly. I'm going to be good. Like, <laughs> I know what to do. Okay, I'm going to be just fine. But thank you. You're adorable. But. I think everyone thinks I just like go out and I just go off the wall. That's not true. You guys, I, number one, I do not actually, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that, (laughs) but I was very good just to give you an idea of like a time that I was really good. I think it was the night. Was it playboy night? No, it was not playboy night. Cause playboy night was like, that was the drunkest I was. It was Friday night, Cardi B night. Um, I was like filming Cardi B, vibing, doing my thing solo because that's really kind of what happens a lot. I kind of just like do my own thing and then I'm like feeling the music and I'm just like in the moment, you know. And Cardi B ended and I was like ready to go home. I was like sitting over like at a table, just like chilling, trying to round up all my drunk friends all over the place. And then this guy comes over and he's like, hey, like, come over to our table. Like, we have, like, bottles and champagne and blah, blah, blah. And I was, I kind of, like, blew him off. I was like, no, nah, like, I'm good. Like, I'm going to go home. And he's like, no, blah, blah, blah. And then my friend saw him and she was like, oh, he's cute. She's like, come on, let's just go. I was like, fuck it. Okay, so, like, we go over there. And I'm not going to lie. He was, like, super nice, like, super, like, respectful, cute, great time. Like, his friends were vibing. And then, yeah, they had <laughs> they had some good alcohol. So, we're, like, drinking champagne. I'm a vodka Red Bull girl. Okay. Judge me. It's my thing. I love it. I'm here for it. It's a little trashy. Do I care? No. So I was also drinking that. So I'm not going to lie. I started getting a little bit more drunk again. So then the night it's like ending, they're kicking us out of the W. Okay. And they're like, okay, like let's go to our Airbnb. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, well, I got to get my abort mission because I know, dude, I'm not the kind of girl Again, no judgment, you guys. Like, really no bullshit, no judgment. If you want to go and, like, sleep around and have, like, casual sex, go off, queen. Do your thing. It's your body. It's your life. Do what you want to do. For me personally, I... I have a certain amount of people that I've slept with and I want it before I get married. I don't want it to raise too much. Okay. It can raise a little, like I have certain people that I know I'd be down for, but I'm not trying to raise that number. And also I don't really like casual sex. Like I've done it 
And it's just, I, I just feel like you have to have some sort of connection. You know, if it's, a, it's for me personally, again, for me personally, I just, I can't get into it. If we don't have like a connection, I don't know you. Like I'm just too in my head. Like I can't, like, it's just, and plus I feel like I've had in my life, like really, really good sex. Like, you know, when you had like really good sex and then you like have casual sex and it just ain't, it ain't it. It's like, I'd rather, I would have just rather not have had it. You know, that's where I'm at. So I don't really sleep around. Okay. I'm very picky about who I decided to do that with. Okay. So we're in the Airbnb and a few of my friends are with me and we're, we're going to their Airbnb and I was like, fine. Okay. My friends are with me. It's fine. So we go over there and they're drinking more. Okay. And then I'm sitting on the couch and this guy, he's like, not even trying to do my own. He's very into me. Okay. And everybody's drunk and it's like almost like four in the morning at this point. And I'm like, fuck, I really got to like abort fucking mission because <laughs> like there's no way like if once he starts making out with me, it's just all downhill from here. OK, so we're sitting on the couch and then he goes and like he pulls my legs like up on his legs. And mind you, I like I had other options in Scottsdale that I was like trying to make <laughs> happen. OK, so I'm like not trying to make this happen with this guy. OK, so he pulls my legs like up on his legs on the couch and I knew I was like fuck I gotta abort abort I gotta get out so I texted my friend Paulina I was like hey like we gotta get an uber we gotta bounce <laughs> like asapidocious <laughs> like immediately and she was super down to leave too so um I was just like yeah <laughs> that's my voice I'm like god I'm so bad dude I really just like teased the fuck out of this dude I didn't mean to you guys I was trying to be nice and then it just things escalated you know I get drunk I get friendly and here I am at his Airbnb with a few of my friends and his friends I don't know what's happening it's four hands fucking Scottsdale Arizona okay so long story short we escaped this dude like followed me out to the Airbnb okay sorry nobody just spilled my whole hot chocolate from ihop i'm really upset if you haven't had ihop hot chocolate let me tell you it's real good like shockingly good it's like the one place where i'll get hot chocolate over coffee because it's just so freaking good okay anyways so i'm just like i escape real quick okay out the front i was like oh my god my uber's here (laughs) bye like run out this dude followed me outside okay and was like waving he's like i really want to spend time with you (laughs) he's like the rest of this weekend he's like i'm gonna text you i also have a really bad habit of like giving guys my number and not saving their name into my phone (laughs) okay so i'll just have dudes I'm really putting myself on blast right now. Holy shit. So I'll just, I'll have guys text me and I have no fucking clue who it is. So yeah. So I gave him my number and then the next morning I woke up to like two texts. He like wanted to hang out. He wanted to go get brunch. I'm like, dude, it's just not going to happen, my guy. Sorry. And then, yeah. So that night I escaped 4 a.m. I was up to, I was on some bullshit. I feel bad for him. I'm sure you you found some hottie, some Scottsdale supermodel, and you had a great, glorious time. I just wasn't I wasn't the girl for you, my guy. Okay. You were cute. Just not my vibe, you know? I'm just not the I'm just not I'm just not that girl. You know? I I, I look like I am. Sometimes I act like I am, but I'm not. Um, what else happened? That was a funny story. Oh yeah. So as you guys know, I've been struggling with this whole like 
LA moving crisis for honestly, it's been like a minute now. It might even be a full year of me debating this. And the reason why it's such a debate is because I'm very, very, very close with my family. And yeah, I'm very close with my family. I'm born and raised in LA. It's all I know. I've never lived anywhere else except Hawaii. I lived in Hawaii for a year. That was like a shit show. And I've never really done anything else. And I just feel in like my heart and my gut and my soul, like something is telling me I need to get the fuck out of here. I don't know exactly where yet. I have some options. So that's kind of where I've been at, you guys. And mind you, I have like a shit ton of family in Arizona. Okay, like shit tons. I've been going to Arizona on the reg since I was like eight years old. Like as soon as you were able to fly on a plane like solo, I think it's like eight or nine. I think it's. How old was I my first flight? I think I was in like fifth grade. So maybe I was like 10. Um, Whatever the age is where you're allowed to like fly solo by yourself and not be, not have like a person with you. That's when I was able to go. And yeah, so I have like tons of family. My grandma's there. My mom like owns a couple houses there with my grandma. And I love Arizona. But where I go to Arizona it's like kind of older people. Okay. Like, or like Phoenix, like downtown Phoenix, I go to like nice dinners there and stuff. Like I've never really like, (laughs) like been around Scottsdale. You know, I go to the mall with my grandma and like shop up a storm. Love the Scottsdale mall. It's one of the best malls ever, (laughs) but I've never really like been in like Scottsdale, the city and just like done my thing. You guys, it made me hate LA even more. It's so pretty. It's so clean. Like, I hate fucking crap about homeless people because it is really fucking sad. But, like, there's, like, no homeless people. There's no trash on the street. It's, like, affordable to live there. Like, the sh- the apartment that I could freaking live in there is just outrageous, okay? Like, there's just so many options. Every single morning, I would wake up before a lot of the other girls Um, and I am very like ADHD. Like I have to go on walks. Like I have to get my energy out, especially like when I'm like partying and like pumped like that. It's like, I have to like get energy out in the morning. So where our Airbnb was, there was this really like pretty, it was like kind of like a lake, but there, it was like at a park and it had a big, like walking, like, um, trail, I guess, like around the, all the way around the lake. There was like a dog park, like a big field. Like it was a really fucking cool park. And every single morning in Scottsdale, like I would go and I would walk like with my headphones around that thing, like a few times. And it was so freaking pretty. There's like ducks and geese and the weather's perfect. I'm like, dude, what the fuck am I doing in LA? (laughs) Like truly, what am I doing? Because I can't do this in LA. Like I can't walk early in the morning and like be safe. Like absolutely not. That's insane here it's like glorious everyone was freaking nice everyone was saying hi it was a vibe okay and it made me think more than ever I don't know necessarily if it's Arizona that I'm gonna move to but I need to fucking move and I've been on (laughs) rent.com since I got back from Scottsdale okay I've looked into Colorado I've looked into Scottsdale and Phoenix I'm not gonna lie Scottsdale might be too much of a party situation for me because like I said I am a homebody Okay, like I like being at home. I like just watching movies. I like reading my books. I like being with like my inner circle, my family. And then I like to rage my face off like every now and then, you know, like work hard, play hard mentality. 
So Scottsdale might be a little too much, but like Phoenix, Phoenix could be dope. I love Phoenix, like a little sky rise situation in Phoenix, Colorado, kind of into Colorado, really into Florida. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I've only been there for cheer competitions. And when I've gone, the humidity was fucking something else because I, yeah, dude, the humidity was pretty wild because I'm not really, I don't sweat like really at all. And it was like real sweaty up in there. So I would have to visit a few different places in Florida to see if I could actually do that. But the whole like new beach, you know, new everything just seems just cleaner and better. I just I think it could be it could be an option for sure. Nashville. I've looked at a Nashville. So everyone let me know where where do you see me? Because I feel like when my lease is up this summer. I think I'm going to bounce and I don't know where I'm going to bounce yet, but I think I'm going to bounce because Scottsdale solidified that for me. I was like, this, this feels good. I like this. I like it here. I don't like LA. Like I did not like going back to LA, which is so crazy. Cause I'm such like a, I guess I am a city girl, but I'm not cause I'm a homebody. I don't know. I'm confusing. I'm all over the fucking place. Okay. What else do I want to talk about before we go on? Oh, another crazy thing in Scottsdale. I met this magician. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to say too much about him because he, he does have like following and stuff. But anyways, I met this magician. He was great. A good time. I have an invite to the magic castle pretty much whenever I want to go now, which is awesome because I've been in the magic castle before and that shit's crazy. But I need to tell you about this magician. You guys, I saw him pull a chapstick out of his forearm. And I'm not fucking around. Like, I'm not joking. He, in in front of me, okay, in front of my eyes, he put his arm in front of me, like his forearm, like rubbed it, and the skin got really, like, thin and, like, bulging. And then the next thing I knew, he pulled out a freaking, like, Carmex <laughs> out of his fucking the skin of his forearm. And then his forearm was, like, fine. There was, like, no blood, like, no opening, no nothing. Like, just bulged out of his fucking skin in the thin air. It was insane. Okay. That was just one of the crazy. It was black magic. The dude's a wizard. Okay. I don't like I can't explain it. But that was wild. Um, I already kind of said my funny Scottsdale stories. We went on a crazy hike. Really crazy hike. Really fun. But also I was like, you guys, we don't know where we're going. This is like 20 miles of trails. We're gonna be like lost and then we're gonna be like a news story. Like these freaking tourists get stuck in the freaking mountains of Arizona. Uh, what else? I talked about imposter syndrome and how it hit me. Yeah, that was another thing too, you guys, that kind of was really cool. And I bet like anyone that's had someone that's been in their life for a long time, you guys would relate to this. So I have like a small, I have a lot of friends. Okay. Like I'm a very friendly person. When I meet people, I'm like very like talkative, social, bubbly. Like I definitely connect with people easily. However, my like core group of girlfriends, the inner circle, one might say, it's a small little group. And the group, the newest member of the group was, well, Erin's in the inner circle and she's newer than Nicole, but Yeah, it's a small little group, but I didn't really realize how much time has gone by since me and Nicole met each other. It's like almost been five years. 
and just the amount of memories that I've made with that girl. Like, I just think like friendships like that are so cool where you don't grow apart over time, but you grow together. Like we have so many memories. Like we've already done Scottsdale together before years ago. Okay. Like old town, (laughs) like we, I mean, I was way drunker then, so I don't remember a lot of it because that was like a dark time in my life. (laughs) I went to Scottsdale a lot of time, but we've been so many places and I've made so many memories. And I just think it's so cool, especially now when girls and women just, we really need to support each other because it's a tough, it's a tough time to be a woman in the world. Okay. It's shit's, shit's kind of weird. And a lot of girls are kind of mean and like sucky. It's like, they're really nice to your face. And then like behind your back, they're just like kind of assholes. I know everyone listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Me and Nicole are not like that though. And it really hit me when we were on this trip together, like just how many memories we have. Like we would keep bringing up things because we were bringing all of her friends along with everything that we were doing and different connects that we've made over the years and like promoters and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I remember this trip and this trip and that was in Dallas and that was in Scottsdale. And, and we can't, we can't even keep track anymore. And it's so cool to have a friend like that where you just grow together and not grow apart. And we've changed so much. Like since we first met each other to who we are today, completely different humans, both of us, like night and day. And it's just really cool. We're, we're, we like support each other in anything and everything that we do. If we ever have an issue, we can talk it out. We keep things real with each other. And it's just, if you guys have a friend in your life like that, I just, cherish it and protect it because that shit's rare and yeah it was really cool I'm not gonna lie I was like dang Nicole we've been doing this shit for a minute this is our real life and we're doing it together and neither of us have imposter syndrome we're doing this we're doing the thing together forever and it was really fucking cool okay I've got like three more notes and I'm just unhinged as ever you guys I'm just gonna name off what the notes are we have how guys have categories for women, wifey, hookup, and friend zone. Then we have TV shows I'm watching. And then this last one, you guys don't even at. Actually, I'm going to tell you, but it's living on a sailboat. Okay, we're, we're going to save that for last because I freaking am cracking up reading this. I don't know who I think I am. Okay, I'm going, I like live in a freaking penthouse apartment in LA right now. I do have roommates, okay? I want to keep it real. Like, I don't live in this penthouse apartment by myself because that would be outrageously expensive if I live in like the craziest, a really nice area in LA, like with a view of the Hollywood sign and like a rooftop with like fire pits. I could never afford this penthouse by myself, okay? So we do. We got, we got some roomies up in here. But, um... Wait, why did I just like get off track? Oh, but what I was going to say is I I definitely like bougie stuff, okay? Like I do. I'm very like humble and down to earth and like make my own money and do my own thing, but like I like nice things. So for me to have on my notes this last thing living on a sailboat is hilarious because I'm not fucking around. I was dead ass serious when I put this on here. <laughs> And I don't know what I'm thinking, but honestly, I ain't mad at it. And we're going to dive into it at the end of this conversation. So how guys have categories for women. Okay. So something that I recently learned because like I confess on it's tempting not that long ago, which by the way, it's coming back. Okay. I know we made a bunch of promises and we didn't keep them and blah, 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 blah. Shit happens. You guys, our lives have been fucking 
insane is like an understatement. Like, I don't think people like I really, truly believe if there was like a hidden camera and people saw what was going on in both of our lives on a regular basis. God, Nova just keeps spilling shit. Sorry, you guys. My dog is a handful sometimes when she wants attention. Um, I really, truly believe if there was a hidden camera like in Aaron's life and my life and you guys saw what the fuck was going down you guys would like cut us some slack okay it's been it's been a lot okay like truly I I've been going through a lot with my mental health and just like all these changes I'm going with and just work changes and figuring out my career and stuff it's I've been in like panic mode and like also knowing that I need to move I'm just going through a lot of weird internal changes and it's been stressing me out and I I haven't really been acting myself and like Erin is freaking about to give birth to her first child. Okay. She's fucking terrified. So it's just a lot. Anyways, um, I admitted on it's tempting that I got out of like a year long situationship with kind of a douchebag. Okay. Another douchebag. I know it's a problem. It's a problem. I just need to find a bad boy with good heart. And I know he's out there. I know for a fact that there's like a bad boy alpha male that I'm like going to be like so attracted to who's going to make me laugh and just like be a softy inside. And it's going to be like a gentleman and sweep me off my feet and has like a good family and can like vibe with my family because that's super important to me. By the way, we're getting off track again. So as a lot of you guys know, my dad is like my best friends. Okay. <laughs> Anyone that knows my dad fucking loves him. He is the best. He's so fucking chill. He's so funny. He's hilarious. And I'm not just saying that because he's my dad. Like literally anyone that knows my dad or spent any time, like all my brother's friends like are obsessed with him. My friends are obsessed with him. He's just the best dad. He really is. Like he kills it. Okay. <laughs> he kills it at being a dad. He's good. He's a great time. After, like, having an ex that caused, like, so much um, shit between me and my dad because, like, my ex wanted to isolate me from my family. So a big part of that was, like, keeping me away from my dad. And it was very hard for my dad to, like, keep our relationship the same because me and him are so close. And it was very hard for him to be close to me when I was with my ex. So that is, like, a huge thing for me. Like, if we are ever going to be serious, like you have to vibe with my dad. Like you guys got to be besties. Like you guys got to go, this is controversial, but fuck it. Like my dad loves going to gun range. Like my dad like loves doing, like he loves going to batting cages. My dad's like very athletic. He was like a baseball pitcher. He loves playing baseball. Like if you can't like fuck around with my dad and like be at a family game night and like get a little tipsy with us, like you just, you can't be, you can't be in my life. <laughs> so that's, that's a big one for me. Okay. You got to vibe with the fam. So yeah, if anyone knows, anyone knows anything, anyone that fits that description, let, let a girl know. Cause I'm actually, I'm not looking, I'm not chasing, I'm attracting. It will happen when it's meant to be. But anyways, I admitted that I was in a situation ship for almost a year with a douchebag. Aaron hated him. Pretty much all my friends fucking hated him and I ended it and I'm really proud of myself. But I learned from that situation, you guys, because I think he was kind of the first person that I was really because I kind of like casually dated and like talked to people. But he was the first person that was like a regular thing. And what I've learned, because I was always a serious relationship girl before T.I. What I've learned is guys will literally 
put you in a category immediately. Okay. And I'm sorry if that's hard to hear, but it's freaking true. Okay. Within like 10, 15 minutes, they already know you are in one of three categories. Okay. You are a wifey where it's like, they're going to treat you like with kid gloves. And honestly, if you're really into the dude, it's unfortunate because that's happened to me before. Okay. For I've been like really into someone and I know that they're really into me. But it's just like they treat you like they put you on a pedestal and they think you're perfect and they just like don't want to fuck it up. And it honestly, them acting like that kind of fucks it up. But if you're wifey, I mean, they're going to do things right. You know, they're not going to want to hook up with you right away. They're going to want to like take you on a date. They're going to want to like do things correct. And like, that's what I'm looking for. So if they aren't like doing things correct with you where they're wanting to like build a friendship and like do things the right way. I hate to break it to you guys. I don't, you're probably not in the wifey category. Okay. And you're going to know if you're in the wifey category, because they're going to treat you with kid gloves and they're going to like try to do everything the correct way. Okay. Nova is just on a mission to destroy my whole nightstand. You guys, holy crap. This is why I need to not, this is a bad habit I have. I put all my drinks. I'm one of those people that's like a million drinks at all times. I have like a water, I have like a coffee, like Red Bull. I got my Propel. Yeah, I need to not do that. Um, okay, so the wifey category. The next category, you guys, it's hookup. That one you'll know, okay? That's how situationships get started. It's going to start off fast and furious, and it's going to go from zero to 100 and time is going to go by and things aren't changing. You're kind of just in the same funk. And honestly, you guys, now I kind of want to slap myself across the face because it, it's our own fucking fault that we ended situationships. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you guys some tough love. I gave myself this tough love. If like three months go by and you're still just like hooking up and like not going on dates, honestly, you can't even get mad at him. Get mad at yourself. Because you are the reason why this is happening, okay? First off, if you really wanted him to be more than, like, a situationship, girl, get your shit together, okay? Raise your standards. You're not going over there on, like, a Wednesday night to watch a movie and dinner. Like, no, that's, like, code for, like, we're going to fuck on a Wednesday and then you're going to go home, like, late at night. Absolutely not, okay? Girls, ladies, women... Everyone listening to this, we're not doing that shit, any, shit anymore. If you're in a situation, Chip, I'm sorry. It's your own fucking fault. Just like it was my own fucking fault. You you got to draw the line, okay? The three-month rule, it's a real fucking thing. If, like, things are not changing after three months, he he, you aren't wifey, okay? And he's known that. And he's getting away with, like, he's getting away with free you-know-what. <laughs> the bare minimum and he's gonna ride that wave as long as he can until he meets wifey and then you're gonna be kicked to the curb real freaking quick so yeah <laughs> sorry if that got real harsh okay but yeah you'll know if you're just a hookup if you're just a hookup it's gonna go fast furious and you're gonna be in some weird limbo confusing situation you're gonna be like what the fuck's happening third friend zone okay it ain't ever gonna get flirty it ain't ever gonna get sexual it's just your friends, you know? It is what it is. I honestly don't really believe, like, that guys can be, like, true friends with girls. That's something my dad taught me. <laughs> That's the other thing, okay? My dad was, like, the fuckboy of all fuckboys, which, honestly, I feel like I have been put on this earth as his karma. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. I think I'm paying for his sins, okay? Because <laughs> when, my, like, the funny story, 
when my dad like found out like he, he was having a girl like all of his friends were just like bro like karma like karma's a bitch <laughs> and honestly they have a fucking point because i really truly think that i have to deal with all these fuck boys and douchebags because of my dad's bullshit back in the day but anyways having a dad that is a former fuck boy is really helpful because i just ask him anything and everything about like guys behavior and he keeps it 100 with me And yeah, I don't think guys are really capable of being just friends with girls. I think there's always a motive on their mind. I really fucking believe that. Unless you've like, they've known the girl. Maybe there's a few exceptions. But there's not a lot of exceptions. For the most part, they're just, yeah, they're keeping you around to see if maybe a little can happen. So those are the categories. So again, if you end up a situationship, it's your fucking fault. Slap yourself across the face, move on, on to the next, because nobody, nobody got time for that. Okay, TV shows I am watching. Okay, I'm kind of watching a lot of shit right now. This episode was supposed to be short, and it's like, we're going to be a fucking hour. I'm going to do this quick. Um, The Last of Us, I'm not going to lie, the first like 15 minutes of episode one kind of gave me an anxiety attack. I was a little bit high when I watched it. Weed is legal in California, so I'm I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, and yeah, dude, it 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 got me. That first 15, 20 minutes, I was stressed. I was like, my heart was racing. I had to like take a break. I was like, yo, this is a lot. But now, as time has gone on, I'm not gonna lie, it's getting a little boring. Like it started out so good, I'm kind of not into it anymore. I'm still going to watch it. Like, I'm going to watch Sunday night's episode probably tonight because I've just, I've been busy. So I still recommend it. I still think it's great, but it definitely started out with a bang and it's definitely not as insane anymore. However, I think something crazy happens. (coughs) Oh my God. Excuse me. I do think something crazy happens on the episode I'm going to watch tonight. So maybe it gets better. But The Last of Us, I'd recommend. I will say, you guys, my family, we're a little weird. We play weird games. And one of our games that we play on a regular basis is like, what would we do if the apocalypse happened? And I'm not joking. This is a real, this is a real thing. And we like get really fucking into it. Like number one, number one, my mom is a liability. Okay. She's one of those people where, no joke, she's actually said this, where if like there was an intruder in her house she wouldn't like fight. She she would like just go off herself immediately, like do the guy's job for her so that she wouldn't have to be like tortured or anything like that. She would just like off herself right off the bat. And I'm like, wow. So you got absolutely no fucking fight in you at all whatsoever. So you're a liability if there's an apocalypse. So we just got to knock you out, leave you and then save ourselves because you're going to, you're going to hold the whole family back. And my dad is always like, no, I'll just knock her out and throw her over my shoulder and like run. And I was like, we can fold her up, put her in a suitcase, like a rolling suitcase oh my god I'm exposing my whole family we're fucking crazy but yeah we do we talk about this in depth okay and I will say you guys watching the last of us I will be honest I know for a fact and this is a scary thing for me to admit but it's true okay when it comes to people that like I love okay I'm talking about like my family like people I love like the people closest to me like if you are one of my like ride or die people I, 
I will fight to the absolute fucking death, okay? If there was an apocalypse, I would have absolutely no issue protecting my family, okay? Give me a weapon, (laughs) gear me up, and I'm ready to go, and I will handle some shit. My dad knows this. My mom knows this. My brothers know this. Like, I'm ready to do what's necessary to protect what's mine, okay? Period. End of story. However, this is where the apocalypse (laughs) would get me. Okay, this is where we're getting me. I'd have no issue with like the necessary murder. What I would have an issue with, I'm a picky eater, you guys. And they're like eating like 25-year-old cans of fucking beans. Like, I don't know if I can do that. My dad made the point where it's like, if you're hungry enough, you'll eat anything. And I know that's true, but I just, I'm going to struggle with that. I'm really going to struggle with the 25-year-old canned food items. Okay, that's a problem. So yeah, the 25-year-old canned food, that's going to be a problem for me. What else? I'm not going to lie. I would be more, it would be more likely for me to just like Katniss Everdeen it, just like get crazy good at archery and just start hunting some shit over eating 25-year-old beans in a can. I'm just being honest. I'd rather learn how to hunt (laughs) with a bow and arrow and like skin an animal God, this sounds crazy, but it's true. I'm just being honest. Um, what else would be a problem for me, food and apocalypse-wise? I mean, sleeping in just, like, the sketchiest situations fucking ever where you just, like, can't even get a good night's sleep. You're always fucking cold. Like, all of that, you know? All of the actual just, like, living in the apocalypse, just being, like, so fucking dirty And just sleeping in the scariest situations, like in the middle of these like crazy ass woods with just like murderers and creatures. All that couldn't do. Could I fight for my fucking family and murk who's got to be murked? Absolutely. No hesitation at all whatsoever. Straight up. I will literally go so hard for my family. (laughs) <laughs> straight up like my brother's ex-girlfriends are literally scared of me <laughs> this is a whole a whole other whole other side note which honestly I kind of wish my brothers were more like me when it came when it comes to this type of stuff because my parents joke because I'm exactly like my dad and my brothers are a lot like my mom and my parents joke that like thank god my personality is in this tiny little girl body and not in like a man body. And they got my brothers are like more submissive and like quiet and like not so fucking insane because if I was a dude, it would be a problem. And if like, you know, vice versa. So anyways, I kind of wish they were like me sometimes in this aspect because when my brother, okay, one of my brothers is married and like has a baby and like is happily in a situation. So we're not going to talk about him. He's pretty much been with his wife forever. My other brother has had a lot of girlfriends, okay? And there have been some that I've liked, okay? So I don't want you guys to think that I'm just like an asshole to these girls that come into my house and are dating my brother. That is not true. There have been ones that I've like totally vibed with and loved and supported. And like even one specifically, I bring this girl up all the time. She was like on a New Year's Eve party with my family and me and her were vibing, okay? I was like, she was the best. Love that girl. Think she's like engaged to someone else now. So I don't hate every single girl that he brings home. However, the ones that I know are just not good and are going to break my brother's heart, they know that I don't like them. 
okay like i make it fucking clear like in the nicest way possible but like they know and this the one of them i'm not gonna get into her name or timeline or anything in case she ever listens she never would but not only was her vibe just like didn't fit in with the fam and like she didn't have a good vibe but like i also knew too much on how she treated my brother and that is once I knew too much and like different things she said to my brother and how she treated him. No, man, she needed to know that she wasn't welcome in this household anymore. And my mom and dad were too nice. OK, everyone was too nice. Everyone was walking on eggshells with her. And I was like, fuck, it's my job. I got to let her know what's up. <laughs> so the last time because they would like break up and get back together, break up and get back together, break up and get back together. And finally, one day I came over there and she's freaking sitting on the couch in my parents house. And I let's just say now looking back my family can laugh about it and my dad was like case like I almost had to like take you into another room and tell you to like (laughs) tone it down a notch because everyone could feel the energy coming off of you that's how protective I am over my family you cannot fuck with my family I'm gonna be like that mom if you guys seen that movie this is 40 when um Leslie Mann like her kid is like getting bullied she goes up to the other little kids like listen to his little shit like gets in his face and like terrifies the fuck out of him I'm letting you know now I'm gonna be that mom if any kids fuck with my kids mm, ooh, it's gonna be real it's gonna get nasty at the PTA okay I'm gonna go for their their parents i'm gonna make their life living hell like nobody fuck with my family that's how i am and honestly it may be not may not be the greatest thing but it's just true you know very protective very ride or die very like and honestly if my brothers were more like that i don't think i would have some of these guys in my life you know so it's a good thing but that will definitely come into play in the apocalypse for sure and anyone that knows me knows that so that's the rant about the last of us okay (laughs) is that I've learned a few things that my little hypothetical chat that my family consistently has about what if the apocalypse happened, I 100% would go balls to the wall and fight to the death for anyone that I love. (laughs) Like if you're on my team, I'm dying for you. However, I don't think I could eat a can of beans. (laughs) I'm just gonna throw that out there. What other show have I been watching? You, the new season just came out. I'm disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I tweeted about it the other day. Some people don't agree. I think it's boring. I think that we watch you for murder, you know, and mayhem. And that's why we watch it. And this whole, like, I don't know, like watered down Joe doing like a murder mystery. It's boring. I'm bored. Like, I literally cannot get through this fucking season. And there's only five episodes, I think. Like, I can't get through it. Like, I've been trying to watch episode four for, like, six days. So, yeah. I think you guys should need to try it. But it's just, it ain't doing it for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm really fucking disappointed. Another thing that you guys need to watch. The actual trial is happening right now. The Alex, like, Murdoch. I think that's how you say his name. I feel like the GH needs to be silent, like Murdoch, but then everyone that says it says Murdoch. So I don't know. Alec, Alex, Alec Murdoch, whatever the fuck his name is. The trial's happening right now. You guys, if you guys are into documentaries, I'm a big documentary girl, especially when it comes to like murder and mystery and stuff. You guys have to watch the HBO Max documentary on it. And then Netflix just launched a documentary. This story, you guys, first off, it's devastating. Okay, so just like heads up. If, it's like a lot of death, a lot of sadness. Um, 
it's honestly just absolutely mind-blowing that all of this is real and happened to a real family. The events that have gone down in just like a few short years, just to give you a gist, I don't want to give too much away, but it all started with a bunch of these kids. Um, one of them was Alec Murdoch, Murdoch's son, Paul, a bunch of them went on a boat ride, okay? They live in, like, an area where boat going on boat rides is, like, a cool thing to do or whatever. Like, that's what kids do. They got really drunk. And long story short, Paul Murdoch crashed the boat, okay, drunk in the middle of the night at, like, 1 a.m. It is actually the saddest fucking story because one of the guys – sorry, my dog is just – Nova is being very difficult right now. I love you. I love you, but you gotta relax, baby. Okay, so a bunch of these kids, they are they are on a sailboat or a boat, whatever kind of boat it was. I think it was a speedboat, actually. And they're really, really drunk. A couple of the guys, because it was like Paul that was driving and then two other guys. I think it was like Anthony and Connor are the two other guys' names. And they all had their girlfriends. So it was like three girls and three guys. And the two guys, Anthony and Connor, they kept trying to get the boat, like, steering wheel away from Paul because he was fucking beyond wasted. And it was becoming, like, a really dangerous situation. And everyone was, like, did not feel good about it. Also, side note, this is why it's so, like, important to listen to your gut because the whole night there was, like, so many opportunities where they were, like, People were offering to drive them home. Like, people were saying, like, hey, I don't think you guys should go on the boat. Like, it's really cold. It's late. We've been drinking. Like, we can drive you home. Like, no problem. Then they said no to everyone. Then they, like, stopped at another bar. And it was just, like, a disaster, okay? Just so many gut feelings. And it's just devastating what ends up happening. But long story short, they're driving. It's getting out of control. The two other guys, they're trying to um, get the boat from this Paul Murdoch kid. And long story short they crash into a bridge and the anthony guy he's like you guys have to watch the documentaries he's one of the greatest humans i've ever witnessed in life at all but he grabbed his girlfriend at the last second and like held on to her like really really tight and when they crashed he felt her like basically like get ripped out of his arms and then they all like are in the water and they're going on the shore and everyone is accounted for a lot of people are really really injured except this guy anthony's girlfriend mallory okay she literally got like ripped out of his freaking arms when the crash happened and she was missing for like a week and they finally found her body and she died unfortunately and it's just it's devastating because this guy anthony he paul was like one of his best friends his like childhood best friends and mallory is like this girl that he was friends with his whole life and they just started dating like a month before this happened he's like so in love with her like, had been in love with her forever. They finally are together, and, like, this happens, and he's just, like, the kindest, most forgiving human. It's mind-blowing to watch. Like, I could get emotional talking about it. It's so devastating, and his family's such a good family. The whole thing is so sad. So it starts off with this boat crash, and and basically a whole bunch of shit starts happening because this kid who basically just killed this girl, like, whether it was an accident or not, He's, like, not getting in trouble. Like, he's not getting arrested. They're, his family's, like, this really powerful family that's basically been running shit in this little tiny town in the middle of nowhere for, like, 100 years. And they're basically the law in this town. And it's just the story of how this family is so corrupt. And basically all these people have died. 
like this one kid that was like friends with their older son got was his body was like in the middle of the street then their like housekeeper mysteriously died then the the dead husband who's literally on like a murder trial right now he's charged with murdering his son who did the boat crash and his wife like in their home and he like brutally murdered them so that's a whole other thing so those documentaries are nuts you guys like it's a freaking rabbit hole it's insane that it's a true story it's really intense it's really fucking sad but if you're into that type of shit i highly recommend both of those documentaries it's wild and the Netflix one, they interview Paul's girlfriend a lot. And she definitely has some insight into that fucking family. And it's it's wild. And like I said, Anthony, I don't say this often, but he's one of, like, the purest souls. Like, he went through such a horrific tragedy. Like, literally having your girlfriend get ripped out of your arms and she, like, died. And the saddest thing about it was she got hit in the head by something and was in the water and she didn't die from getting hit in the head she actually drowned because she was like knocked out in the water and so it's just the whole thing is fucking devastating but he's one of the greatest humans i've ever seen on anything ever in real life in television shows he's like just the purest soul highly recommend so those are what i've been watching lately i'm trying to think if there's anything else okay my last point is we're gonna lighten it up right now living on a sailboat <laughs> Okay. I was scrolling through TikTok the other day and obviously I'm going through this weird like moving crisis, like where do I belong in in the world situation? Like I hate LA and I need to get the fuck out of here. I've honestly thought about moving back to Calabasas, like where my whole family lives, but it's still too close to LA and I feel like I just need something different and it's also outrageously expensive over there. So I don't know. I'm going through this weird crisis. So I've been scrolling through TikTok and I see like different things. And this little couple showed up and they live on a sailboat. And honestly, it was kind of freaking dope. Like, I think I might be down to do that, even if it was just like for a year. And I know this sounds crazy because I am I can be a little bougie. Okay. I, I can. I can definitely be a little bougie. I own that. But I'm also very down to earth and chill. I'm basically living a hoodie with no pa- no makeup on. And their life was dope. It was like a 30-foot sailboat. They, like, paid for it, like, outright. And um, I don't even think it was, like, that expensive because they fixed it up. They got, like, a a fixer-upper one. And they basically have, like, something. I don't really know anything about boating, but I just was learning about it (laughs) the other day on TikTok. You guys, I, like, dove in. I was like, I got to do my research. So they basically pay something that's called like a dock slip, I think. So you find a marina and the marina that they stay at, they didn't say where it was, obviously, because they're like kind of TikTok famous. So they don't want everyone knowing where they're at. But the marina that they dock their boat at, they have like really nice like restrooms, like public restrooms. They have a laundromat. They have like a cafe if they want. They're in a really good, safe area. So like they have everything that they need and they live in a 30 foot (laughs) sailboat. And I think their dock slip with like Wi-Fi, utilities, everything is like $921 a month. And they can just travel wherever the hell they want. And like that's their rent. And honestly, I just think that's kind of fucking awesome. And I was like, you know what? I mean, obviously not forever, but I think I could do it. I think I could do it for like a year or two. And their place is like cute. Like they they did they had one TikTok where it was like all decorated for Christmas in their little sailboat and they had this little tiny Christmas tree. 
guys, I sound crazy. My parents are going to think I'm nuts if I tell them like, oh, yeah, I was looking into living on a sailboat. Casey, who are you? What is happening? I don't fucking know. But something is occurring inside of me because their little tiny Christmas tree was adorable. They had little mugs and like their little kitchen area. Everything was so cute. Like they had it decorated so cute and they make content together and they seem so happy. You know, they're just doing their thing live in a small cute little sailboat life and I was like you know what I'm here for it and I kind of fucking dig it because I could see myself just on a nice warm summer day in July like in jean shorts and like a white tank top and I can just like lay out on my sailboat and like I don't know you guys <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me something is happening so maybe that's what I'm gonna do next maybe when my lease is up this summer I'm gonna go live on a sailboat I'm going to be a content creator, a podcasting queen living on a sailboat. And I think that's a really good way to end this episode. I miss you all. Um, I'm going to, I'm not going to make any crazy promises because I know that me and Aaron have both made a lot of promises that we haven't kept and our lives are in shambles and insanity. I'm going to try to keep posting weekly. This is a little surprise one and I'm going to have it post on, what is it? It's probably going to post Actually, I'll probably have it up in like an hour. So it's probably going to post today, which is Thursday, the 23rd. So depending how busy I am this weekend, maybe I'll have another one post on Monday and we'll get back on a Monday schedule. But I'm not going to make any crazy promises and I'm just going to keep doing this and enjoying this and hopefully you guys enjoy it too. I'm sorry if it was all over the place. I'm sorry if it was random as hell. But you know what? That's what this is all about. I love you all, and I will see you next time. Well, I'll talk to you next time. You'll listen to me in your car rides to work or at the gym next time. Okay, that's enough rambling. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>